you're taking a huge risk as a female when you own businesses. We glamorize being busy. Sometimes the weight of other people's expectations is nowhere near as much as the weight of your own. You cannot be a human yourself raising humans and not make mistakes. That's not me over committing to something that I'm going to beat myself up for failing at later on. If someone is comfortable with who they are and what they're doing, they don't care about what you're doing. I won't do eight minute abs, but I will do eight minutes of quality time. You've quickly realized your life is different to before. Long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor. Modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray, but trying as it is, we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's remove the stigma, talk candidly and have some fun. The more you listen, the more you'll realize you're not the only one. Right here, I promise, is where you'll find a safe space. So if you're looking for some mum life balance, you've come to the right place. So pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummy. So they say it's a man's world. And although in a lot of cases that's still true, there are women everywhere who are starting to forge their own path when it comes to their goals and desires, throwing away any concern or caution about what is deemed conventional. We're creating new paths, we're making waves, and we're doing it all whilst making babies. But the question still remains, can you really grow a business whilst growing a family? Let's have a chat about it. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I have such a boss lady with me today. She's like, stop talking. Uh, welcome to my beautiful friend, Haley. How you doing? Hey, babe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just having a conversation about you having shapes on your shirt, yeah. um, which is just really the epitome of mum life, isn't it? Yeah, this is my life. Um, you know, I, when he hugged me this morning, this is the little ginger one, he's like come <laughs> running at me. And as he's like launched in the air, I was like, oh, I'm going to get that on my yeah. shirt. So to sit down here and be like, oh, yeah, so I did. Yeah. Um, look, it's a day, you know. It's a day. It's and this only 9.30. It's a safe space. <laughs> it's only 9.30. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh. And, yeah. and I am I am really apologetic at the fact that we're not having mimosas right now because I got a PRP facial yesterday and I'm not allowed because of my bruising. I've got a black eye. Like, it's a lot for all of us this morning. It's just a lot. <laughs> it is. Look, I am also disappointed. Uh, I, I do love a 9.30 uh, bubble, but... Uh, to be fair, it's probably for the best. I've got a big day ahead, so I, yeah, probably need to keep my game face on. Just, <laughs> just a little doing bit more. you that favour. Yeah. Um, now I'll go get a new top, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, look, again, I can't really see it, so yeah. it's totally fine. Now, before we kick into conversation about juggling the world of being a businesswoman whilst a mum, whilst all the other things, you have two beautiful boys. Obviously, as a parent, there are moments where you go, ugh. This is my life. Like, have kids, they said. Is there any moment that sticks out for you where you're like, wow, this is this is really mum life to a T? Oh, I probably have those on a daily. Um, <laughs> I have two, like, extra uh, kids, both of them, six and three, and they're just mini Dan. Dan's my yep. husband, and yep. he um, – they're a lot. Mm. So <laughs> my six-year-old – who actually has ADHD. So, um, you know, like when he's bouncing around off the walls, off the couches, off, you know, or just off the floor, really, mm-hmm. um, you know, ev- every single morning and you're like, right, let's just have like a moment to journal yeah. or a moment to meditate. I always laugh when people are like, how do you start your day? What's your daily routine? And I'm like, well, it's usually at 4.30 when my three-year-old stands beside my bed and says, mummy, it's me. <laughs> Geordie. Uh, and sometimes it's dark, or as he would say, the sun's not up. Um, or sometimes it's like just peeking out and you're like, right, time to shine. Up we go. So for me, that's just the morning routine. It's it's really the question of whether or not I beat them now that I've got that body clock happening or uh, if I'm woken with a tap, tap, tap. Oh, God. Yeah. Good and times. Isn't it funny when people say, you know, well, you've just got to make the time. You've just got to get up an hour earlier than, well, no, sorry, Todd. I don't yeah. really want to wake up at 3.30 and journal. I want to sleep because uh, that's, that's my priority right now. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I went to bed at 8.30 very romantically yeah. with the full intention of getting as much sleep as I possibly could so that if I had to wake up two or three times during the night, mm. I may be able to function the next day. Yeah. 
it's a good time. It is a good time. And I often make the mistake of staying up late and watching Netflix oh. and then severely regretting it the next morning. So, yeah. you know, at least you're winning in that space. I am. I mean, I don't know that my husband loves, you know, all of our quality time being <laughs> I'm asleep, he's next to me. But, you know, he's still there. You're it's together. Great. Yeah. Like you're in the same space. Yeah, today's a good day. Exactly. <laughs> We're all under the same roof right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Now you are, and I'm going to read this off my piece of paper because I want to get it right. The CEO of the Limitless Group, which encompasses four real estate businesses and a VA company. And you're an absolute boss and you're just winning in all areas. You've got a lot of business stuff going on at the moment. And I wanted to have a chat to you because we've both come from very, or you're still in it. I am not, no longer in finance, but very male dominated industries. And I have done an episode before on being a working mom and it really resonated with a lot of people because it's one of those things that, you know, we talk about, but I feel like there's just so many expectations, right? Like you're expected to do really well at your career, but then you're not with the kids and where's that balance and blah, 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 blah. Have you always found it a challenge, even pre-kids, being in such a male-dominated space? I think when I was selling, um, it was quite 50-50. A lot of successful uh, real estate agents are female. And, you know, I have a really strong belief that some of the very best are the females in our industry. Um, So in a, um, I guess, coalface level, it is quite diverse. Um, When you kind of start to buy businesses... And, um, you know, then it lessens a little bit more. But then when your business starts to get big and you start to see some success, it gets very, very, very thin on the ground. So out of the top 20 business owners um, in Queensland, I'm the only girl. Mm. I don't know, would you say I'm the only girl? Uh, I'm the only woman. And it's, yeah. um, <laughs> and it's you know, I, and I've said this before, you know, to different industry events, I'm like, mm. Yay, can't wait. It's going to be super fun. Yep. I get to be the token female. Yay. I can't wait to go and swing my dick around. It's going to be great. Um, But in saying that, look, you know, I also think that sometimes um, it is what you make of it too. It's probably, you know, just one of those situations where you're taking a huge risk as a female when you, you know, own businesses. Mm -hmm. And certainly as you grow and your business become bigger and bigger, the risks become bigger. So Mm -hmm. um, whether or not, you know, women just need more women to say, you can do this, you can do this, I can do it, you can do it. Um, Or, you know, they're just busy in their home lives as well and haven't prioritized it at this point. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but um, yeah, it's definitely pretty thin on the ground from a big business perspective in real estate. Mm. in Queensland certainly so you obviously bought your first business Mm -hmm. was that before you married your husband Dan or after um Dan and I had been together for a couple of years I think when we bought um our first one in Mm. Morningside but um we didn't get married until um, I think maybe we're a year in Mm-hmm. When we first got married, Cooper was probably two, yeah. um, which was kind of a nice time. But obviously, like being that I had a, my first new baby, my first business, you know, like I'd already been divorced to somebody else and was, you know, entering into a new marriage. So We've it was really, there. exactly. And by, everyone, by way, I mean. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Babe, everyone needs a practice husband. I, I say that quite, agree. yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. not everybody gets it right first time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there was like a lot of dynamics there as well. And, you know, I think that's also a lot of pressure on you, but mostly the pressure you put on yourself to achieve your own goals. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes the weight of other people's expectations is nowhere near as much as the weight of your own. Yes. Oh my Mm. God. That should be on a bumper sticker. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. It's so true because I think particularly in those spaces where Mm. you feel like you constantly have to prove yourself and being a mum too, Mm. I think it takes it to another level because people expect you to not be as present or not be as um, successful because you've got other priorities. Yeah. But it's such a juggle. Like how do you, how did you find that? It is such a juggle and I have to laugh because one of my best friends has got a um, six month old and she's just come back to maternity leave from maternity leave and she works in our business in Mackay and she said to me the other day she's like um babe I just want to say 
I'm really sorry I didn't believe you about how shit it was. <laughs> because she's like, you know, like I've her daughter India's a sleeper as well, which I was like, a unicorn child. I don't believe this. Yep. This is the kind of stuff that people like make up. This cannot be real. You yep. cannot have some a baby that sleeps from six weeks. I just refuse to believe that. How rude. Yeah, yep. it's just no. That actually doesn't happen in the real world. She had a unicorn, right? And she's like one of those amazing people who can have like 10 hours sleep and just, oh my God, she's next level. Anyway, she, Indy got her first cold and didn't sleep for a whole night. And then she's rang me the next day dying. And I was like, bitch, you better, you know, strap on in. It's about to get wild. Wait till you got to get the snot sucker. And she's like, yesterday she calls me and she's like so i just had my sister over so i could hold indy down while she used the little nose thing and i'm like wow oh it's a good time isn't it she's like again apologies i thought you were exaggerating "Mm, yeah and you don't you truly do not understand the whole consumption of being a mom and my girlfriend just had a baby she's eight weeks now she said to me the other day she goes i knew i knew it would be hard but I didn't realize that that shift would happen like immediately where yeah. my life just revolves solely around someone else. Yeah. And I think that's the difficulty with men. And this is, again, a generalization. Yeah. That they'll never understand it because it's so different for them. And then you've got to work in these male-dominated industries. Yeah. How much time did you take off? Uh, with Cooper, I had six months because I was um, – still in corporate when Cooper was born. Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, you know, you like go on your maternity leave, you come back. Yeah. That's fine. You've had your six months, your time is up, you're ready to roll again. Uh, With Geordie, I had about six days and he just came to business school with me. I think he was like seven days old when he came to business school with me in the capsule. And then he just stayed with me at work right up until the point that he could go to daycare. So it's a really great time for me. Um, Luckily, I think now we have like 23 other mums in our business, which is so handy for people when they have children or like sick days or whatever, because there's empathy there. But also when Geordie was like new and I'd have an appointment like back, back, you know, in, well, when Geordie was born, I was still on the tool. So I'd have to go and meet clients and do all of those Mm. things. And I'd literally like open my door and be like, I've got an appointment. Can anyone take the baby? You know, and God love them. You know, my operations manager back then would be like, I'll have him. So he'd just sit on her lap and she'd feed him. And then she'd be like, um, voice to texting, you know, her work and, you know, smashing it all out. She's like, I'll just correct it later. He just, he's fine. And I'd get back and he'd be fast asleep, you know, under the desk in the little dark cabin living his best life. So really, you know, like it is one of those things as well that it's like, okay, I could beat myself up about it and, you know, like be like, oh, I didn't get to spend that special time with him or whatever it may be. But you also have to make some really, really difficult decisions that sometimes dads don't have to make Mm. because they've got mum at home. Whereas, you know, I had to decide whether or not I sacrificed my business to have that six months or I just pushed on as I normally would. And Geordie just came everywhere that I came. And I think as a result, he's really, he's just so resilient now. He's like nothing, you know, nothing really phases him. He's very chill. He's like my little best friend. You know how they're like, you're my best friend, mummy. You know, and so we are really, you know, we're really tight. That hasn't damaged that bond, which I think was nice, but... I also think during that first year, it was such a blur that I was probably in a bit of a state of like postnatal and didn't really realize it until I came out the other side, which again has been really helpful because it's made me be like, oh my gosh, I was in such a state, you know, when Geordie was younger, that it's kind of made me make more of an effort now so that he knows that, you know, we still do have that really special bond and Mm. we still have, you know... We were really, really tight and connected. So I don't know. That's um, that's just one of those things that particularly when you're in it and you're working and you've got a couple of other kids or, yep. you know, you've got 100,000 things going on, I would honestly say I was probably just not diagnosed postnatal. Mm. Like, And, yeah, it was just one day I woke up and I was fine and I was like, oh, I don't think I've been <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, 
I feel very bright today. Yep. Yeah, this is not how I've been feeling for quite some time. So really, really scary to think that you're just functioning on autopilot, keeping yourself alive, keeping the kids alive, keeping your business alive, um, you know, till you get to that point. That so, mm. And it's so true, though, because I yeah. think we glamorize being busy. And 100%. just we, we talk all the time about you've got to be everything, you've got to do everything. And I feel like now there's even more of a push to be like, well, when you're on maternity leave, you can hustle and create a business and create a side hustle and all this bullshit. <laughs> when, like, Did you just see me roll my eyes? Is that what happened? Okay. Yeah. Uh, which, which, don't get me wrong, I, I built a business on yeah. maternity leave with, you know, that that's one of those things. It's a great opportunity. It is. But it's fucking hard and I think we need to remove that expectation like I will straight up say to my girlfriends and it's very different if you're if you're literally building a business at that Mm. point but I will say like enjoy the Netflix time Mm. enjoy the laying on the couch doing nothing the no expectations Mm. because you will truly never get it back again ever if you've got multiple children like you can't do that the second time around it's so different it's funny you say that. I literally just remembered you came to my house at over at Seven Hills of something yeah. else. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, um, like you, you, you came with Geordie. Remember when I, I said we were going to rent it yes, out? Yes, and yes. I was like, "Give me that baby." I thought absolutely nothing. I was like, "Give me that baby." Yeah, because you're so delicious. But it's yeah, so you true. make it work, right? Yeah. Like, and we. I think we need to take a moment to acknowledge that because how fucking resilient are women? Mm. For the fact that you can birth a child, seven days later, be in business school. Oh, well, I know some of those Seven Hills mums, they do the Prosecco and what do they call it? Um, Pasta Prosecco or whatever. And there was a, a, I think maybe I'd had Geordie like five days before. I was still sitting on a donut. That's how raw the situation was, literally so raw. Um, And I went to the, you know, like to the dinner just because I wanted to get out of the house. I was like, you know what? Like, it's been a week. I've had this baby. I actually need to just go and have like a little bit of like my own time now Mm. because, you know, this is your second child. You're like, everybody is touching me. Every, you know, that's okay. He's sleeping. I've got a couple of hours. I'm going to, you know, slap on some makeup. I'm actually going to do my hair for the first time this week, have a shower and, you know, slap on this wrap that look that, you know, still hides my, um, you know, postpartum bump. And I'm just going to like, you know, go and have a Prosecco. Yeah. And it, that was probably one of the best things. I didn't stay for long. I was like, oh, who am I kidding? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Get home now. Who, who do I think um, I am? Yeah, right who now? do I think I am? That's ridiculous. Like, hello, you're not a Kardashian. Um, but, <laughs> you know, at the same time, it was just something for me. And I yeah. think that that's been a really core learning in this whole, you know, like building businesses, building our family, obviously, you know, trying my hardest to remain married and, you know, not stuff up my second, um, you know, practice husband. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that whole process has been, you know, like, okay, what's one little thing that I can, you know, have as my own today? Mm. And it might be just the coffee or whatever, because I, I'm not going to have time to journal. I like you. I'm not going to yeah. get up, Todd, yeah. at three thirty, and start <laughs> making my green juice and journaling and meditating. That would be a lovely, lovely reality. Is not my reality. Yeah. And you know, at one point you'll love this. I tried to meditate in the car. So when you got to work, um, the the advice that I had, and you know, I've had so much beautiful, well-meaning advice over the years, but the advice was when you get to work put on a little app track, sit in the car, close your eyes and just have a quick five-minute meditation. So knowing that we have 84 people in our business, you can imagine how many people walk past my car Mm. on their way into the office and they can't miss my car because my name is on the number plate and why the hell is she sitting in there with her eyes closed? Is she having a mental breakdown? Mm. Is she meditating? Oh, bang, bang, (laughs) on the bonnet. (laughs) You know, like... This is super relaxing. I'm going to keep doing this. Mm, yeah, no. I'm just trying to be zen here, guys, yeah. and you're fucking ruining it. Yeah. I tried that. I used to try that before because I'm, I'm one of those really yes. anal people with time. Yes. Like I was always freaking 20 minutes early for appointments and meetings I because that. I just – I, I blame yeah. my mother. Like you're respectful. You know, like I, she was never had any respect for time, so I think I'm super anal about it now. I'm going to turn up to these meetings and I'm going to have a five-minute meditation. My phone 
used to ring all the time, constantly. I, it would ring while I was on the phone and yes. then I'd get off the phone and have five voicemails, like just never ended. Yeah. And I could not. This is life. I could not because even when I turned the other fucking phone off, I was sitting there going, I'm going to turn that back on and there'll be 10 voicemails. I could have smashed out five calls whilst doing this meditation. Yeah. Just you got to do what works with you. Exactly. And what suits whatever's going yeah. on at the time. Well, one of the, like, the things that's working for me actually right now is my psychologist is like, Hayley, I want you to have a massage a week. And I'm like, that's really uh, self-serving. It's too much. You know, like I'm having all of these moments, right? Like uh, this really negative self-chat, like talking me down from the fact that she's like a massage a week. You must. When you walk out of here today, I want you to book these massages in advance and they're in your diary and they're non-negotiable. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. I can tell you it's the best thing (laughs) I've ever And I'm like, low-key jealous. Yeah. 50 bucks a week, well spent in the sense that I'm like, I walk out of there and my hair's a mess. So my top tip is do it at 4.30. Um, <laughs> and my hair's a mess because she's like running her, hair, her fingers through there oh, and I'm like, stop talking to me. my hair. <laughs> and you know, like a bit. So her sell to me is it's better for your immune system. You're going to get run down because you're tired. You're working 16 hour days. Sometimes you need to look after yourself. You need iron you need zinc. You need blah, blah, blah. So, you know, she's like, blah, 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 blah. But my non-negotiable is you need a massage every single week. So the first three, I felt like I was going to die because there were so many knots in there. I was dribbling into my mask because this is the life that we live in now. You know, why would you wear a mask when you're face down? Of course you would. It'll just catch all the dribble. Um, you know, and so there was all of these these elements that I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think this is a good idea. Like, this is so painful and I don't have a half an hour and it's just you know, a bit. And it's hard to switch off, right? Because your mind has got 5 yeah. million tabs open. When I p- Big mistake bringing my phone into the room because even though it's on silent, just as it is now, we can hear it going zzzz, And you're like, oh, God. But leave that in the car. Second hot tip. But like literally now I'm like, oh, God, I need that massage you know and it's actually really I I actually feel really good about it there's not as many knots don't get me wrong there's some days when she like cracks my back and it just sounds like like a dream to me oh yeah it's next level but probably my best actual practical can actually do that can actually do that yeah can't do the meditation in the car for five minutes cannot do my 3 30 starts before I go to the gym journaling whatever you know yeah whatever we're deciding to do each morning before we start our day in the most angelic way can't do any of that but can totally dedicate half an hour a week to a massage that's just me time and i'm gonna stick to that i think to your point before it's you've got to get past the initial guilt of it right it's not going to click straight away and i think it's the same with anything because i'm such a massive person on mum life balance and giving time for you and I I truly believe that looks very different for everybody because we don't all have the luxury to you know go away for the night and have a break from our family and all that kind of stuff 100% it's the little things it's Mm. the little things that make a difference and it might be that you you know go and drink your coffee put fucking cocoa melon on go and drink your coffee in another room because you just need five minutes to chill if you had you know if I'd had that advice a year ago. There's absolutely no way I could have done that. Mm-hmm. But the boys are just that little bit older now. Yeah. You know, it's not World War Three when I walk out the door for half an hour or I've made it during work time so that they're at school and at daycare and I have, you know, sculpted out that minute for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, it's not always practical. And it is, like you say, it's choosing something for now and then yeah. evolving it. For now, yeah. You know, exactly, for now. And it is just like the small little tiny things that make such a huge difference. Like Mm. even Dan and I will talk about like our love languages and mine is like acts of service, right? If you help me, you are the best bitch I've ever met in my life. Like just the smallest help, just like the kids are sick. You're sick. You're dying. I have a girlfriend that often just drops a um, rabbit hole coffee at my door. And I'm like, girl, you are just it in a bit for me like yep. thank you yep. so much yeah and she'll just send me a photo like it's an uber she'll just send me a photo of my you know long black sitting at my door and i'm like oh i just can't wait you know and, and so- that is the kind of support you need in your life yeah absolutely and this is what friends are made of but you know like i could make my own coffee 
but I probably wouldn't yeah. because I know that I'm not going to be as good. It's not going to be as good. And I'm literally going to be, you know, drinking it cold mm. or reheating mm. it because I'm that girl. Yeah. You know, and that for me is just like, why? Yeah. yeah. And it is. It's exactly what you said. And I love that evolution piece. Yeah. The other, the other difficulty is that guilt factor when it comes to, like, I guess anything with children. Mm. You feel guilty because you're not there enough. You feel guilty 100%. because then you're too much in the business. How do you manage that guilt when it comes to carving out that time when you've got all these people relying on you? Well, I don't know whether or not I made this up or I actually did read this in a blog. Maybe it came <laughs> to me in a dream. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> claim it. yeah, claim it. Don't know where I got this from, but I'll say I read that eight minutes a day of quality time is enough for each like quality one-on-one special time with your child, like a bedtime story or whatever it may is for the, psychologically enough for them when they get older to feel valued, loved mum had time for me, mum, blah, 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 blah. Just that non-negotiable eight minutes every mm-hmm. single day. And I was like, I could do eight minutes. Eight minutes. I mean, I won't do eight minute abs, but I will do eight minutes <laughs> quality time. So it's like, no, right. No, sorry. Far too long. Shall I choose a story at night for eight minutes with a little cuddle time or should I do eight minute abs? <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to do the story. Um, but you know, like when you, kind of go, okay, I could actually do eight minutes. Mm. That's incredible. And like that time, you know, like for my little one, when he's, you know, 4.30 in the morning, I'm like, that's just eight minutes of cuddle time. He's just giving me, and we're whispering, trying not to wake up daddy because God forbid daddy would wake up at 4.30. Mm. That would just be super painful. Let's all be awake, (laughs) you know, and like that eight minutes of us like, oh, you know, what did you dream about last night? And, you know, what are you going to have for breakfast when we get up? It's always waffles, by the way. Um, no waffles, but that's what he's decided he's having at 4.30 in the morning. And I support um, that. Yeah. I stand with Geordie. Yeah, he's yeah. a big waffles man. Um, but, you know, like that's that eight minutes. I'm like, okay, cool, I can do that. Or like the homework or sitting together reading or, you know, for Cooper right now it's Adapted Minds. And I'm like, okay, we can do that together. He can read it, but he just, you know, likes me to listen to him read it. So I'm yeah. like, okay, we're into that. Good oh. You know, for whatever they need right now, it's like you can give them eight minutes. Oh, like yeah. Yep. And yep. for me that's also the achievable piece that oh, that's not me over committing to something that I'm gonna beat myself up for failing at later on. Because mm. I can do eight minutes. Yep. Just like I can do half an hour a week. Only one half an hour of self love. If that's the only thing that I did, I've committed to that. Just like I can definitely do eight minutes of love. Yep. <laughs> Care and attention. <laughs> Uh, I look. I'd love to say that Dan also gets eight minutes, but I feel it's probably not accurate. Um, poor Two, Dan. Three minutes is sufficient. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Dan. Sorry, yeah. sorry, mate. I'm all about efficiencies. Um, I love that. Yeah. And, and I have read that yeah. you that children psychologically, if for thirty percent mm. of their childhood they've felt that support, like it's thirty yeah. percent, and it's we're a success and I was actually saying on my stories the other day because I did read something oh thank god I would love to claim it yeah um but I won't because someone listening is probably like bitch you did not make that yeah. up I read that <laughs> I hope somebody else has read this eight minute like blog or whatever it was I, just hey like, I am we'll okay. make it a thing yeah it's, it's a now, thing it's now it's psychologically it's official yeah. yeah we're doing it we're right it. but it said like you cannot be a human yourself raising humans and not make mistakes. And this is the thing where I think, you know, remember back in the day when our parents were younger and the whole thing was, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Um. And there's now all this research that's like, oh, that was psychologically damaging because it was like emotional manipulation. And it's like, well, we can never fucking get it right. Like no matter what That's you clearly do. what's wrong with me. <laughs> that makes oh, so mate. much sense yeah. now. It's yeah. all fallen into place. Just anything oh. that's wrong, I feel like you can just blame on your parent parenting. <laughs> but it is. Like we'll never get it right. If you're too gentle, it has effects. If you're not gentle enough, it has effects. If you talk about emotions, it's you can yeah. you know, like this we're Always. all gonna do some damage. Yeah. But I think it is about those key things. And yeah. I fully support that. Oh, Eight thanks, minutes babe. is great. Let's Eight minutes. Claiming it. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. thing. It's um, a vibe. We're implementing yeah. it a thousand percent. Now, moving back to the career piece, mm-hmm. um, and it is funny because I talked about this 
on my Instagram the other day and a lot of people resonate with it. Yeah. As a female, the struggle is real in a male-dominated industry. And unfortunately, no, we're not living in the 1950s, but in certain industries, it fucking feels like it. Mm -hmm. How do you manage being a mum and being a woman and being an awesome businesswoman when you have... Probably the need to constantly prove that you're worthy and capable of the roles that you're doing. I I think in the earlier years in my business career, it was probably something that I thought about all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was always in the back of my mind that you know I was always going to be the only girl there. I was always going to be that you know like I was always um, you know there'd only be one seat at the table and that would probably be my, my seat, you know? So it was like, okay. So that was in the early years. And as I've, you know, evolved in business and, you know, like I think I said before, like I took Geordie to business school and I surrounded myself with some really incredible women mm-hmm. that actually demonstrated, demonstrated, not just talked, but walked the talk that it actually doesn't matter um, in your own mind. And once you believe that, it's very much... Um, you know, it's still very, very hard for me to find, and I still find it because in so many times I'll go into a boardroom or a conversation or a meeting with a whole bunch of guys and think, oh, here we go. And, you know, and I'll be mansplained and I'll be, you know, oh. like, and I'm like, oh, just fucking hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. <laughs> and sometimes I won't hold it in, you know, yeah. and sometimes yeah. I will, you know, like be very, very, um, pointed in my response Mm. and we'll have very robust conversations about you know the way that uh their behavior has been perceived or the way that they've carried on but for the most part um you know surrounding myself with really amazing women that demonstrated that they are enough that they are you know like they don't have to prove it to anybody else Mm. this is about their own self-belief and knowing that and, you know, and not having to be like a man, I think that's also very, oh, very important. Yes, yes. You know, like I am I am a lot when it comes to a leadership piece in a business because I do kind of dance to, you know, the beat of my own drum in the sense that I'm really clear about our vision and values and, the, you know, who we are as a business and what our leadership principles are. So and they do come very much from the heart that authentic piece about being abundant and warm and open and honest and you know often in real estate that doesn't go hand in hand Mm -hmm. so when you know you are building a business with those values in mind and you're holding people accountable to those values it can look very very different and I think I was just telling you a little story about (laughs) this new business that we've bought that there's a lot of guys in that business and I've really had to be mindful about my leadership style because I'm very like I don't know, like we've just known each other forever. You know, we I go feel way like back. You're emotive. Yeah. And it's very emotive. I'm I'm very yes. much the same. You know, yeah. you're not it's not a analytical, let's talk about numbers, let's talk about what you can do for me and my business. Exactly. It's like, okay, let's work together to grow this business and let's talk about you and let's tap into this. Yeah. And it is a yeah. massive shift if you've never been managed like that before it is and it's like it, it's a lot for these guys right now because we've been in that business this new business for like three weeks so they're all just like wow like a couple of them like is she always like this she seems really happy it's weird why you know? has she got feelings yeah why is she why? enjoying herself why is she smiling does she not know how much of a big deal this is you know so there's there's definitely that and um just accidentally I think also your vibe attracts your tribe and my entire leadership team, like all eight of them are women, which Mm. is quite weird. Like obviously I'm the CEO and the business owner and then we've got eight um, positions in the business Mm. and leadership, you know, and operations and finance and blah, blah, and they're all women. And when I was, I guess, pitching the um, org chart to the greater team, it was like, oh, it's the first time I've noticed. (laughs) That's quite funny. Um, Because you just surround yourself by the best. And if they're a female, then they're a female. And if they're a male, they're a male. And I guess that's where you have to remind yourself on the other side that sometimes people aren't thinking what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So the other men in the room aren't thinking, oh, here's the token female, just because you're thinking, oh, was I invited as a token female? Because, you know, like I had that thought this week. I got invited to do a mastery series and, you know, some of the other guys that were speaking were like big dogs and I was like, oh, how diverse. Mm. 
How sweet. <laughs> That's so cute. You invited me. My actual own thought. Now, did I deserve to be the, at the table? Absolutely, I did. But was my first thought a degrading one that was like knocking myself down a peg? Yes. Yeah. Like, and in, you know, in reflection, upon reflection, <laughs> should I have thought that? Absolutely not. Yeah. But I did because yeah. I'm human yeah. and I have that emotion and I've had some, you know, past experiences that have led me to think that's your first and oh it's because I'm a woman yeah you know or I've been treated like that because I'm a woman and a lot of the time it is but a lot of the time it's also not and it's just what you know what's going on in your own mind so sometimes I have to check myself in those situations and be like calm down girlfriend <laughs> calm yourself but, calm it, yourself. but it's, it is what we, we've touched on this before we started yeah. recording is that you have these experiences that almost cement a foundation of okay I'm here because I'm the female or I can't do this because I'm the female or people are going to expect expect less of me Mm -hmm. and people will only go after you when they see you as a threat and I feel like in a lot of these instances these male dominated areas and from my personal experience as well yeah it's because I see you as a threat and I don't like that you're successful in a different way to me. Yeah. Um, I don't like that you can use emotion and that you can connect with people and still get results when I'm yelling at them for different things. Absolutely. And it is that shift, but we we are so in our heads about, okay, well, maybe I can't do this. And then the mum guilt comes in and the freaking all the other shit. A hundred. And, you know, like, you know, as we were saying before off air that it was like, there's been a couple of situations lately where I've just copped some app, like an absolute pizzling and been like, this is because I'm a girl, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. and, and the things that they would say are just so like disgraceful. Oh, you know, she's not the owner of the business. She's got a, you know, a backer. It's probably her dad's money. It's, you know, like all this yeah. kind of crap yeah. that I'm like. Do you get a lot of people say, no, this is just a front for Dan? Like oh. Dan's, Dan's Dan's the real business owner, Dan's and she's sure. just the token, the token. You know, they're yeah. trying to be divert. Do you ever get that? Uh, I don't. I think initially, um, before we kind of bought a f- few of the last businesses, um, you like you'll laugh because I used to be referred to as Dan's wife in the rentals. <laughs> Often on Facebook, when people um, you know refer business, yeah. they'll say, oh, "We're just looking for a property manager." Blah blah blah, and then someone would be like, "Oh, I bought my house off Dan, and his his wife's in the rentals," and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Dan thinks that's absolutely hilarious. I bet he does. Yeah, he like, would love it. This is the best thing anyone has ever said. And He's I'm like, like, yeah, I'm a baller. Yeah. I'm, I'm a baller. It's like, shush down. Yeah. Um, You're like, you know I can fire you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, he, uh, he runs his own business independently inside our business. So, yeah. um, you know, we don't often clash on any of those things because my business is the business and he runs his sales business and has his own team you know in its entirety so it's quite funny though when that happens because it'll be times when we'll go to something and they'll be like oh you know yeah like just be an awkward situation where they'll be introducing you know and and what do you do and as I said to you before I'd be like well I just you know I'm in real estate Mm. and because I wasn't comfortable saying I'm the business owner or I'm the CEO or I'm the you know whatever it may be and um, it wasn't until you know like as we're saying those nasty rumors and bits and pieces in the last couple of weeks that I was like when they say oh they're an overnight success Mm. like I have been working my fucking ass off for the last 19 years to get to this point to be an overnight success yeah Yeah. nothing about that was an overnight success but people don't see that piece right so they don't see you know you raising kids through the toughest times in your business they don't see you you know missing out on things they don't see any of that stuff they Mm. really really just see their version of it which was hang on yesterday like this person wasn't here now this person's becoming a threat and starting to take my business away from me so I'm going to start slinging some mud at them and oh they're a girl amazing amazing yeah this is great she's only works part-time was a real goodie that I loved the other day I was like oh yeah, because yeah. she's got kids, you know. That was the, oh, yeah. oh, she's got kids, you know. She only works part. But, you know, you probably don't look after the kids, right? Like, oh, the pro- kids are probably surely. just there for fun. I remember my favorite one when I got my first big corporate gig. It came down to me and two other males in the interview. Um, we weren't obviously interviewing together. And one guy I didn't know, the other guy I actually knew. We were in very similar roles. 
And when I got the job over him, he told everybody in our business that I had um, slept with someone to get the job uh, because I was single at the time yeah. and he had made a and huge hot deal AF. of it. And that then, helps. Um, yeah. Stop it. But yeah, told everybody that I slept with someone and then when that didn't stick mm. because the decision makers were female, he said, oh, they only picked her because they needed a token female. Now, the ironic thing was is there was already like three or four females in the team. But some people will do fucking anything to just pull you down and cause drama. And the saddest thing is, is like, it's so good for them to revert back to the female thing because it's easy, right? Yeah, that's the default piece. But I think, you know, as females, we also, as I said to you, I had like a 30-second pity party when I heard all this stuff and I was really hurt. Like, it was like a knife in the chest. I'm like, how dare they think that? I've been working so hard. Like, why would they, you know, like, why would anybody even give this some air? I can't believe they'd say things like that. Like, that's just such corporate espionage and the people that it was coming from, I was like... I can't believe they're so low. Like I've also yeah. had respect for these, you know, these guys in the past and I am just disgusted mm-hmm. that they would even fabricate and make complete lies up out, you know, out of things. And and then I'm like, hang on a second. One, while they're talking all this shit about me, they're distracted from what they're really there to do. And we're all on on the job, so that's great. <laughs> um, and secondly, if they're worried about me, I might just be like a threat to them. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So that for me was like the flip side in the sense yeah. that I was like, hang on. They wouldn't have even sneezed at me if they weren't worried. So true yeah. that you will never cop shit mm. from someone who is doing better than you. 100%. Somebody who is ever. happy and thriving. And I think that, that is in any sense of life and friendships, yeah. everything. If someone is comfortable with who they are and what they're doing, they don't care about yeah. what you're doing. People that are thriving don't get intimidated by others. They're supporters, you know, and you think, and, you know, that even resonates with your friendship circle and all of the people that you surround yourself with, your supporters and your tribe and your people that have your back 110%. When you're low, when you're high, whatever, Mm. they're with you 110% Mm. of the way. They're the people that you obviously want to... I think we're quite lucky as well because obviously, um, you know, we've found different people in our lives that are those supporters Mm. and not everybody has that, but I don't want them to give up and think they won't find them either because there are those people, like everybody can find those people. They just maybe need to start looking in different circles. And that's such a good point because I think sometimes the hardest thing or the most valuable thing as well is to remove the people who aren't your supporters to make way for the ones who are, because when you get so sucked into those relationships and friendships mm. that are toxic and not mutually beneficial, yes, that's when you just, you don't see, or you don't leave space or room for other people. So, and yeah, you miss totally out on the opportunities, that. you know, you miss yeah. out on the opportunities to meet great friends and to meet people that just have the same everyday struggles, but are able to turn that around and not just sit in that, you know, in that constant space of negativity and drama. And it was years and years. It was actually like one of my first jobs when I was at Macca's when I was like 17. Same uh, cheese. Oh, Macca's gal. Stop it. Double, double cheese, cheese, back. Um, they, they would be like, oh, meepers and drainers. And you're like, oh, meepers and drainers. Like people that like meep, 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 and then just drain your soul. And I'm like, oh. I love that. Um, I say meepers all oh, the time do you? when like my kids are annoying. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, annoying. Oh, so you're just meeping around over there, but it's true. So true. And I'm like, I'm a huge person now on energy, yeah. and I use that yeah. almost as like a internal rating system when I spend yes. time with someone. Yeah. If I walk away from it and I just go, Ugh, yeah, then I'm probably not going to want to spend a lot of time with you yeah and that's it I you get to choose that like I mm. said to one of my girlfriends yesterday you know you get to choose your heart and I love that I, I love it. well it's just one of those things like you really get to choose is it hard to succeed absolutely is it hard to be broke absolutely mm. you know like you get to choose which one you want to go with personally for me is it hard to be on a diet yes is it hard <laughs> to be fat yes currently experiencing both hearts so like it's like you know okay can you not talk shit about my friend okay sorry (laughs) you look great today but no you know okay fashionably plump we're gonna go with fashionable is it hard to be fashionably plump yes it is 
Um, is it hard when new clothes don't fit you? Yes, it is. But, you know, you choose that, right? Do, so it's like you, you put up with that until a point that, you know, this is too hard. I need to make a change. Yeah. And I think it's like that for energy and success and any of the, you know, bits in your business as well. Like, is it hard to build a business? Yes. But is it hard to have a failing business? Absolutely. Mm. So you choose which one you want to go with. You dig in and you go hard and you go, okay, cool. So all of these people are hating on me. All of these different elements, you know, are coming out. Do I believe in myself and do I think that I have an opportunity to make a goal of this? Yes. Mm. Well, then lean into that piece. Yeah. You know, and it, it is really hard to block out the noise. Like I, when I heard all those awful rumors last week, I was away with my friends. I'd like ducked away for a friend's 40th and it had been like the first couple of nights away from my boys. So, I'd, you know... I'd got someone to look after them for the weekend, which was a huge, massive thing to be yeah. like, okay, someone's going to stay at our house. They're going to pick them up from school. They're going to do all of these things like this is massive. I was anxious shit about that. Yeah. So on top of that news of like, you know, this real kind of corporate espionage piece, I was vulnerable already. Yeah. And it probably hit me 10 times as hard because I'm like, oh, I already feel like a bad mom and now I'm not, and I'm away and I'm not with my people. And this is, you know, this has the makings in my own mind of being this absolute issue. So I dealt with the issue. And, you know, when I come back on Monday, everything's fine. Like that was just my own weight of expectations on my own shoulders, beating myself up about something that I couldn't change. Yep. Which, oh, I mean, I'm absolutely shocking at doing that. I'm the yeah. worst overthinker. Yeah. And, I've, and it become, becomes worse as a mum. Because you do. You put all those expectations on yourself to because you want to be a role model and you want to be doing enough and being enough. And it's absolutely. like you're getting pulled in a million directions. And it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard. But we choose it, right? A thousand like, percent. Yeah. Because the alternative is hard too. Yeah. And I, I do think it, you don't want to be in the position where you regret not trying. And it's the same with anything. Like sometimes you've just got to, I feel like if you throw that vulnerability piece in and you just go and do it, you'll make it work. You'll always make it work. Um, might look different to what you thought, but you'll make it work. And I think sometimes we underestimate other people as well. And, you know, when you are an authentic person and you're real and you're, you're not dramatic, but like when you're just like, you put those good vibes out there as well. So 90-10 rule as well, right? You know, if 90% of the time you're perfectly functioning human being (laughs) perfectly functioning human being um you know but 10 percent you're a hot mess you know like people are going to be a little bit forgiving 50 50 maybe not so much yeah but 90 10 (laughs) i think that's fair like you know some days you'll come in and you'll have shapes on your shirt and you know your friend will forgive you and be like Bitch, you could have at least put some makeup on. Yeah. You know, but if I always... The funniest run... thing is you've got shapes on your shirt. I've got no makeup on with a black eye. <laughs> so I feel like this is like a, this is a very yeah. fitting environment for this discussion. Exactly. I'm going home straight after this to change my shirt, though, just FYI, before I go and re-enter society. Yeah. I love oh. that I got to see it, though, because yeah. I also filmed it. So oh, I love that for you. Awesome. I love that for us. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And it is hard. I'm running out of time. So I'm going to throw to you... We've already touched on this around the whole mum life balance piece and carving out time for you and you're doing your massage, you know, you've got that 30 minutes, but is there something that you do that just makes you reconnect with the person that you were pre-children or the person that is Hayley outside of being a mum, a business owner, a freaking everything. And I like to call it the me before mummy, but something that you do just for you. Yeah. I'm, I've always really enjoyed sport. So Ooh, yeah, I thought you were gonna say wine. Oh, and... babe, I still, <laughs> I still enjoy wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I've always really, really enjoyed sports. So um, you know, and definitely, like I exercised through my pregnancies, and I, I was really good last year. Really good last year. Going F45. F45. Saw that. Yeah. I was pretty hardcore last year and really, really enjoyed that. That was great because that was time out for me every single day. Now that my kids get up at 4.30 instead of 6, mm. it's a little bit more challenging to get out the door. Yeah. Um, and also because they block me at the stairs and scream and cry, which is, you know, just the way everyone wants to start. But before, a dream. It's, it's really <laughs> it's just, just a dream. dream. Oh, and this is how we roll. Um, but I used to be um, quite a competitive netballer and really, really enjoyed that. And it hasn't actually been until this year that I've given up. And you're so going to laugh your ass off about why I've given up. Um, because 
we had quite a it was a Saturday afternoon uh, game and I was playing goalkeeper and I was standing next to this rather tall um, young lady mm. now I didn't realize how young at this point but when I picked my ass up off the ground for like the fifth or sixth time and she like oh my god I'm so nervous about exams and I was like no what are you doing at uni well the ball's at the other end of course I'm trying to make small chalk with this six foot two Amazonian amazing player by the way I totally outplayed the shit out of me um <laughs> but she's like oh no I'm at high school and a little bit of bile rose through my throat and I mm. literally was just like I think it's time and as I walked it's time yeah, to hang up as, a netty skirt yeah and as I like walked up the the um steps at home like such so many steps after a game of netball and I like took unzipped my spandex dress so you can imagine like it, it's a it's a real vibe for me yeah knowing that. that I was tanning purely for a Saturday afternoon game <laughs> I am way too old for this shit mm. like I either need to play super social netball which I wouldn't and I would hate and I would hate myself for playing super social yeah or I need to give up because I'm too old and I just need to be like babe just watch it on the telly <sighs> just yell on the telly just yell just yell at the firebirds yeah. just yell at them yeah don't don't and I'd like to just swoop in there with a bit of comfort because I don't think that's giving up. I think that's no. making way for the younger generations, you mm. know, just gently stepping aside, yeah. saying, this, it's, it's your turn now. It's your, it's your turn. turn. Yeah, 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 it's your turn to play with other high school people. <laughs> um, yeah, that was 20 years ago, babe. That was 20 years ago. But also probably fair enough to say that it's important to retire to something not to retire from yes. something yep. and I will happily retire to a Saturday afternoon wine. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's fine. Yeah. Saturdays, it's a busy time. You can drop the netball, take up the wine. It's yep. fine. Yeah, I feel mm. like that's a really good alternative. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, thank you to the beautiful Hayley. I'm going to put all of your details into the show notes so that people can come and find you because you've got your Instagram up and rolling. You've just, you know, documenting all the amazing things that you're doing in this space. But I think you have truly dropped some nuggets of gold and whether you read them or whether you made them up, I feel like we need to claim them as your own. Let's um, do it. Maybe you should write a book with those. I think like next project, it'll be spare time, right? Yeah, of course, exactly. Of course. I've got some, maybe in my five minute meditation time frame. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that'd be better. In your massage, you oh, know, pop a book underneath there. Of course. There. That's, you've got a mask. Multitasking. Got a lot going on. All right, my love. Thank you so much for joining me. I will talk to you soon. Thanks darling. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for a chat. I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself. If you did, feel free to share it on socials and tag at Mummy Republic or at Danny Rogers. And if you want to hear more conversations, click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. In the meantime, don't forget to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the memes before mummy. See you next week.